This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser and Kate Constable here with you. Massachusetts Mobile is going live today, so who better to bring in than Mike Matnansky, host of the Friday 4-Pack at MikeMatnansky.substack.com. Mike, I'm sure you and all your buddies are very excited about uh, not only the fact that betting is now mobile, but the time of the year. You really couldn't ask for much more, could you? Yeah, PJ and Kate, good morning. Uh, Yeah, kid on Christmas. Like, I don't have that same experience as my kids do now. I get that today. I was up at about 4.15, getting everything set. We'll get six different mobile books, including BetMGM, launching today in Massachusetts. So it's taken a long time, guys, with the 24th state to go fully mobile. Finally, years after states around Massachusetts all went live with mobile. So it's a long time coming, but an awesome day. Players' championship, college basketball, tournament next week. Let's go. Mike, how many bets have you placed so far today? Uh, zero, because I still have to wait another 38 minutes, Kate. Uh, oh, shoot, we're early. <laughs> For some reason, the state decided not only was it March 10th, but at 10 a.m., don't ask me why. Uh, I can tell you I've got my list right here of bets that I will be making, including some at BetMGM where the price is right. Um, so I'm looking forward to that uh, here in a couple hours and getting to experience what most sports bettors have been able to do, which is uh, you find the best line, uh, be able to hedge out, be able to live bet. Like these are things if you're trying to win, you've got to be able to do. And here in Massachusetts, that starts in about uh, 30 minutes. I, Mike, I'm sure two of those or one of those bets that you have is going to be in the Big East tournament because we got two awesome semifinal games today. All year we talked about how top heavy the Big East was, and now we're going to see four of those teams go at it. UConn, Marquette, Creighton, Xavier. Any plays in either of those games that you like? Yeah, I'm going to play UConn tonight, laying the three and a half. That was the line I saw this morning at BetMGM. Uh, this is their time of year. Uh, I saw Dan Hurley mention that MSG is their building, and it's a legit home court advantage. I have been there for UConn games in the past in the traditional Big East sense where that place was like 80% UConn fans, and unfortunately for Marquette, that's going to happen tonight. So I'm okay laying the points tonight uh, with UConn in the game. Uh, on the other side of the bracket, the late game, Creighton, I'm not going to play them individually, but – I really like them as a long shot flyer in the NCAA tournament. You know, they're 40 mm-hmm. to one right now at BetMGM. Uh, Ryan Kalkbrenner, who they've gotten back, he's finally healthy. He got hurt at the end of last year. They lost to Villanova a couple weeks ago. And their second half last night, I wondered if they were going to be able to put up the points to play with the Wildcats. 55 points in the second half by Creighton at 40 to one. They're one of my favorite uh, bets for the NCAA tournament for futures. And Kate asked about bets that I'm going to place at 10 a.m. That will be one of my first. Creighton is a future at 40-1. to 1. Mike, going back to the, the first game between Marquette and UConn, I like the under in this game because tournament setting, you know, uh, um, defense ramps up a little bit. The last two times these teams played, I, I mean, the shooting was out of control. I think UConn shot 
50% from th three and um, deep in one of those games. Both teams shot over 80% from the free throw line and over 45, 50% from the field. Is that a, the right look to go under here, especially, you know, tournament games? We've seen more unders um, in these settings with so much on the line. Yeah, and I've seen a lot of first-half unders, too. I've not been able to take advantage yet, yeah. but it looks like in some of these tournaments, especially the earlier ones in the, that happened in the day, maybe we missed that opportunity, Kate. But I, I'm with you. I'd be on the under uh, as far as the total in this game, not only because of the things that you mentioned, uh, but these are two defensive-minded teams. Um, you you want to see these two coaches. They're going to be fired up on the sideline, Hurley and Shaka Smart. Uh, I think it'll be a lower-scoring game. I don't think the nerves will be the issue, but they are two good defensive teams, so... Uh, I'm with you. UConn for sure, and on the total, I'd be on the under. Mutt, when you're looking at these four teams in the NCAA tournament, which coach do you trust the most? Because I think there's legit concerns about all of them. Hurley's 0-2 as UConn's coach. Laid a dud in his first game against Maryland last year in New Mexico State. Chaka Smart, I think, has lost his last six NCAA tournament games since taking VCU to the Final Four. And then you have McDermott and Sean Miller, who they've had good teams in the past, and a lot of those years they've, you know, under-excelled. So I like a bunch of these teams as well, but their coaches I have a tough time trusting. If you had to pick one to back, who would you take? Yeah, I, with the you know, UConn fans listening, I apologize, and I love Dan Hurley, but you know, Coach McDermott, I've just seen him do it with teams that they, they overachieve. You mentioned underachieving, PJ. I've seen Coach McDermott with teams that shouldn't have gotten that far. Even last year, Kalkbrenner got hurt. They still won a couple of games in the yeah. NCAA tournament. And so now that they're healthy, I think he's the guy that I would trust in a big spot. I don't know if there's any coach right now in college basketball who say, well, I want to bet on that guy or that team because of the coach. Well, these four that are playing tonight at Madison Square Garden, I do think Coach McDermott has gotten the most out of his teams, and I would not shy away from him in a big spot in a tournament setting because of his coaching track record. So between UConn and um, Creighton, who you just talked about, UConn yep. was great in the non-conference. They won their first, what, well, I guess every game in the non-conference and by double digits, yeah. where Creighton, they struggled a little bit in non-conference play. They had that stretch of six straight losses, Arizona, Texas, Nebraska, so on and so on. Does that concern you with Creighton at all that they've done really well in conference play, but against unfamiliar opponents, they've struggled a little bit, where on the yeah, other side, yeah. yeah, UConn yeah. struggled a little bit in conference play, but was great against non-conference. Yeah, it's interesting, especially on the Creighton side of it. I, I, I've made the excuse, right? I'm going to back them at 40 to 1. i got to find an excuse for that stretch where you said, Kate, they didn't play well. And I'm going to chalk that up to Cockbrenner being hurt. You know, they, they really, when he came back, they took his time with him. And so I think that part of the schedule, he was hurt. They were banged up. I'm willing to draw a line through it. UConn is, is really, really interesting. Like the, and even in the past under Jim Calhoun, they have these stretches early part of the year where they just seem disinterested, almost like an NBA team in around the, the all-star break. And so I wonder if that was part of it. They look much more focused right now. He looks focused. So uh, because of that, the 16-1 to on UConn to win the tournament, uh, I'd be less excited about even as a UConn alum, and I'd be much happier to take the 40-1. to one. So I think that I think they honestly have very similar chances to go uh, to a Final Four, to an elite, to win it. So I'll take the 40-1, to one and I'll make, I'll, I found an excuse at 40-1 to one, uh, with the injuries for Creighton early in the year. Mutt, when the bracket comes out on Sunday, do you already know who you're going to pick as your champion, or is it going to be matchup-based for you? 
It's going to be matchup based. I don't think there's a, a super standout. There are teams with flaws. Baylor does not play a lot of defense. The two teams out west, Gonzaga, I don't think they're a great defensive team. So I'm going to want to see the matchups. That's why Creighton 40 to 1 is great. I would love them to get matched up with what I would be like a week one seed or a week two seed. Some of the teams we've talked about that are all offense and no defense. I want to see that balance. I think Creighton is balanced. So I, I, I maybe you guys have a better answer, but I, I, it's not one of those years where it's, hey, North Carolina, Duke, Kansas, they're going to win no matter what. I'm going to start my bracket backwards and work there. I can't do that this year. I want to see where the committees put these teams on Sunday. Uh, going outside of the Big East right now, uh, Kansas and Iowa State, you just mentioned Kansas, they play this afternoon. Iowa State, their last two games have both been against Baylor, beat them both times. The effort level over Baylor's yesterday was night and day. Can they stick within five, five and a half of this Kansas team? I suppose that line's actually down to, I think, four and a half now. Uh, or is Kansas just going to overpower them and be the best team in the conference like it's been? Yeah, I, I think Kansas, if I had to go back to a team and I said I'm going to pick this team right now, it might be Kansas. Uh, and so I'd be willing to lay the points with them uh, this afternoon in that spot. I love that. That conference is awesome this year. And I, I yeah. like, I'm going to look for teams coming out of that conference because I want to bet on teams in the tournament that have been battle tested, you know, and you're coming out of that conference this year. They're going to get a bunch of teams in. And so even with Iowa, even if Iowa State loses today, They've been competitive all year long. They have battled. So I would probably lay the points with Kansas today. Uh, but I am looking forward to seeing where those teams come out because they, to me, are like an old-school Big East or an ACC. That conference is going to have some runners deeper into the tournament. For sure. But let's talk about some NBA, the Boston Celtics. We know Milwaukee's gone on a crazy win streak here. They're two and a half games up now on Boston. Do you think the Seas are going to finish as the two seed in the regular season? Do you see maybe even Philadelphia or Cleveland jumping them? They finish as like a three or a four, or do you think Boston pretty solid into that two spot? See, I think there's going to be a motivation, PJ, to get that two seed and avoid Milwaukee until the Eastern Conference final. And so I think you'll see they start a six-game road trip this weekend. I think you'll see a refocused Celtic team. And the, the reason why I'm not panicking on the Celtics and Sports Talk Radio has panicked here because of their play as of late they played like 80 minutes all year with their natural two big starting five. Between injuries and guys being in and out, they have not played that unit a lot. And so they're going to play more down the stretch. And once they do, they've not been good, by the way. They were great last year. That unit's not been good in the eight minutes they played. I expect them to be better. And I do think there's a chance you will see Derek White start to play more here down the stretch. I could see him starting some games. Their lineup has been better with him in there. He has been terrific for them as a starter or off the bench. So I think they'll secure the two seed. It'll be a motivation to do so. And there's still some upside here because this team, to me, has not played their best basketball yet with their best starting five. Mike, any concern for you that uh, Mike Missoula, first-year head coach, he's got this talented, talented team that has the opportunity to potentially go far again, maybe make it back to the finals, but not quite as experienced of a coach um, as maybe Ime Udoka was? Yes, Kate, yes. And if you, if you have a few minutes, if you can find him on YouTube, he's got some weird post games. Now, in, in the game, he's alerted <laughs> to calling timeouts. He will not call timeouts in big spots. He refused to do it. And then post game, he fights with the media about, well, we didn't shoot enough three-pointers tonight. We don't like layups. There is a weird vibe around Joe Missoula. The offense has played really well under him. But yes, more than Jason Tatum uh, being in and out, more than Jalen Brown, more than the injuries – I am concerned in a seven-game series that Joe Missoula ends up being a weak spot. He's got to prove to me in a big spot 
uh, that he can be uh, a high-level NBA coach. And, again, check the YouTube clips. Some weird stuff the last couple of weeks that a little bit iffy on their chances for a championship based on uh, what he's been saying. Talk with Mike Mananski here on BetQL Daily. Let's talk some Red Sox. we got the World Baseball Classic going on. Opening yep. day will be here before we know it. Now, what's interesting about baseball this year is the schedule change, right? Everybody's going to play everybody, which I think they should have been doing all this time, but I'm glad they're finally doing it. How do you yeah. think that affects the Red Sox, if any? Do you think that affects their win total? Would you take a flyer on them to win the AL East? Maybe you doing anything with Boston this season? Yeah, I was not in a rush to, to bet them based on their roster, PJ. Like, they're, they're, it's not a great roster. You know, their starting pitching is flimsy at best. They rebuilt the bullpen. But those are volatile. Like, you can build a great bullpen and it can stink. Like, that's just the way that it works out, unfortunately. And their offense just looks okay. They have two things going for them. One, Alex Cora is not going to have a second straight year where it's sort of a punt year. He's going to try to win every game. He'll take advantage of the new rules. He's a very good manager. That's a plus for them. And you mentioned the schedule part of it. They're going to play 24 fewer games against the AL East. Those games are replaced by 24 National League games. Since interleague play started, the Red Sox have a 600 winning percentage in interleague play. And so I don't know if that's going to be sticky this year when everyone plays the National League, but based on the schedule and fewer games against a tough division, I'm going to bet they're over, which is 77 and a half wins right now. I don't love them. I don't think they're a playoff team this year. But the schedule and Cora's motivation to be a more competitive team, uh, they're going to win more games. If they had done this last year, PJ, they would have won six more games, 70, 84 instead of 78. So uh, they're a little bit better. The schedule plays out better, fewer division games. I want the over. I don't love them, but I want the over based on that. Based on their preseason games or spring training games, rather, have you seen any positives or negatives specific to the Red Sox when it comes to the rule changes or the pitch clock or, or the bigger bases, things like that? How is that affecting them? I think the pitch clock is going to be big. Uh, I think a guy like Chris Sale coming back and having to get to focus on that instead of worrying about getting hurt again, that's going to be important. There's some younger pitchers that experience the pitch clock uh, at the minor league level. They, they don't lose <laughs> spring training games. You wake up and they've won again. Again, it's practice baseball. It probably doesn't matter. But if you follow the people down there, Kate, the vibes are great, whatever that means down there in Fort Myers. So there have been some positives for a team where the expectations like here in Boston are pretty low this season. Mutt, we appreciate the time, man. Enjoy the mobile betting today. Enjoy all the action, the players, college hoops. I know uh, you're going to have yourself a day. We appreciate the time. Guys, thanks anytime. Happy Friday. Mike McNansky, host of the Friday four-pack at mikemcnansky.substack.com. Nice enough to join us here on BeckQL Daily. Uh, I'm PJ Glasser along with Kate Constable. Kate, I thought he, he said a lot of great things in there. It's going to be interesting, you know, in baseball this season because I don't think a lot of people realize the schedule change and teams mm -hmm. are going to play everybody this year. So a division like the AL East, you know, the Red Sox and the Orioles are not going to have to play the Blue Jays and the Yankees and Rays all these games this year. So we'll see uh, We'll see how that affects them. But I am kind of jealous that he's in Massachusetts today and he's getting all those, you know, free bets and everything that everybody's getting today. That's always a nice little quirk All out the there. promos are probably uh, racking up. He's going to, if he can hit a couple bets with some nice little promos from all those online books, still be in a good spot by afternoon, I would think. <laughs> Definitely. I liked what he was saying about Creighton, too. They're probably going to, depending on what they do in the Big East tournament, I think they could be like a five or a six seed. 
but the metrics love them. Good offensive, defensive team, experienced. We'll, uh, we'll just see. I don't know if I'm sold on Greg McDermott yet as a coach, but two awesome games in the Big East today, all part of a loaded college basketball Friday slate. We're going off the board here on BetQL Daily next. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network.